Heyo! Welcome to the Boink Radio Podcast here on the Boink Network Discord server. Today is April 16th, 2021. We're going to be hearing Delta's insights from around one of three from the Boink Workshop, sharing some news and just kind of hanging out. We don't have much planned for today, so pull up your oak, your maple, and any tree-named milk-based beverage you might think of, and have a seat. Listen to us talk. Delta. How's it going, man? Unfortunately, I can't quench my hungry thirsty today because uh, I've I've been so busy working on the Boink Workshop that I've completely forgotten to get a new oak flavor this week. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you forgot to drink. Like, damn. No. Um, med school level. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't help that there's a whole bunch of roadworks around the local Woolies. So <laughs> it's well, basically a car park on the roads over there. Wait, isn't it winter over there? Uh, it's autumn. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Because uh, where I'm from, we have two seasons, construction season and not construction season. And it just became construction season, and uh, it's very hard to drive anywhere now. Yeah, roadworks just happen pretty much at any time over here. <laughs> oof. Oof. Except, I don't know. When Except for when? Except when it rains. Ah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What about when there are toads everywhere? Uh, it still happens otherwise. Oh man, running into a machinery doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, <laughs> using one of the big like pavement flattener wheel things, popping toads. <laughs> oh, that's. Gruesome. You mean the steamroller? I do mean a steamroller. <laughs> no Delta, I meant a pavement flattening wheel thing. The big rolly. Ooh, I like the big rolly. So heck, you have no beverage. I just drank some milk and ate some cheese. If anyone cares, it was very exciting. I never knew Oak had a cheese-flavored milk. <laughs> oh, no. Why did you say those words? <laughs> you can't take that image well, they're back. Both, they're both sort of the same thing, aren't they? Yeah, but you don't mix them together. <laughs> well, you just did. Ah, <laughs> uh, one after the other. Not at the same time. Oh, man. What a reference. Come on. In the end, it becomes the same thing. It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's fair. This is why I always eat a vegetable with dessert. Because it mixes, and then it's science. Shut up. Um, <laughs> all right, let's do some boink news, eh? Yeah, let's go. All right, we really only have two things today. Which do you want to do, microbiome or help stop TB? Uh, I'll do the TB one. Go for it. Well, Community Grids Help Stop TB has announced a new permanent team member, uh, and they say that late last year, PhD candidate uh, Connor McGee apparently completed an eight-week rotation with the research team, and they are thrilled to announce that Connor has actually joined the team full-time. And uh, in the next update, they're going to actually include some details of what his role actually is. Uh, and then uh, status of work units currently have uh, 27 batches in progress. They've completed 24,000 batches, and they've completed 60 batches in the last 30 days. So that's an average of two batches per day. Wow. How many work units are in a batch? Uh, 2,700 work units per batch. Oh, no, hold on. Uh, sorry, that is... There's 100. Sorry, I just woke up. I can't do maths. <laughs> it's understandable. I can't do maths, and I've been awake for 12 hours at this point. Yeah, 100. I was right. Yeah, 100 work units in a batch. So that's 200 work units a day. Awesome. Yeah. Well done, folks. Crush the TB. And then when you're done with that, come on over to the Microbiome Immunity Project, also hosted by World Community Grid. 
Hey, uh, they don't really have much news coming out, but they are continuing to work and they are uh, getting ready for a paper. Sorry, three papers about the project. This is pretty neat. I'm actually looking forward to these papers and seeing what they say because I'm very much into the microbiome and um, studying about it because it seems very interesting. It seems to be connected to a lot of diseases that we always used to just throw like random drugs at and see if they would fix. But maybe it has to do with some of the symbiosis going on in our body with bacteria and whatnot. Maybe you just need to eat sauerkraut, guys. Come on. Sauerkraut and and ginger. It's a joke. But anyway, (laughs) they're continuing. Uh, They have 4,200 batches available for download, 3,200 in progress. That's 6 million work units in progress right now. What? Wow. They've completed uh, 328,000 batches over the past 30 days. That's no, no, no. 328,000 batches total, 1,200 in the past 30 days. Uh, and and they've got a lot of work units ready to go. Hold on. They have 6 million work units in progress. Um, well, it does say 3,000 batches in progress. So let's do the math. Uh, 6 million uh five uh fifty thousand eight hundred and sixty seven divide that by three two six three um that's about one thousand eight hundred work units per batch i think that that does look like a bit of a calculation error because i'm getting a floating point number not an actual integer so it might be a calculation error (laughs) i'm just going to assume there are a lot of people crunching this project in fact, Project Alice here says that microbiome immunity was the first one they joined. Wow. And Vitaly does love you doing math. So go ahead. Um, 248 times 62. Uh, hold on. <laughs> 248 times 62. Uh, 15,376. 15, well done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nicholas points out that uh, seeing projects with a progress bar at 90% is motivating to help people push towards 100%. Amen to that. They should add progress boards. Uh, well, first of all, huge respect to World Community Grid for being like the only project that puts out these very well-formatted um, news blurbs with all this information. Uh, but they should add a progress bar for their batches or, or whatever. Let us, let us know how close we are to completing something. But they, they do do great work with it, so... They do have somewhat of a progress bar, but it's not like in the sense that you guys are talking about it. Uh, it really just says, oh, this project is just starting, this project is in progress, or this project is doing research, or this project is completed. Or this project's at the bar. Yeah. And shout out to MLC <laughs> oh, at home wow, for just, having... <laughs> just shoots <laughs> that out. <laughs> yeah. And shout out to MLC for actually having... Uh, uh, progress bars because they uh, they measure how much progress they have on their data sets but sometimes projects don't even know what pro- uh, how much progress they've gone through because the project might in fact be infinite true and also speaking about most yeah, at home they do have some news here in the discord they say they're still waiting for the paper to be uh okayed for publication looking forward to reading that one too because this is one of the um well what i thought was the only uh, uh machine learning project on boink but apparently there are a couple more delta did they talk on wednesday 
Uh, I fell right asleep. <laughs> ah, yes, right. It was like two in the morning uh, for you. <laughs> yeah. So I I dipped out halfway through because um yeah I needed a bit of sleep. MLC um, says no, they did not. Okay, so that might be okay. next week. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sort of relying on you to attend them, Jerinka, because I'll it's try. a bit hard could... getting up at two a.m. Yeah, don't stress yourself about it. Uh, I'll I'll try, but I have work. So, um. Yeah, how was it? It uh, it was surprisingly very well um, very well presented for a virtual workshop. Um, it almost felt like it was in some sort of physical workshop, and you're listening to an actual presentation. And uh, the first week was pretty pretty cool, and um, a lot of the projects. It was pretty much like quick fire. Hey, this is what the project is doing. This is what we've done recently, and here's what's going on. Uh, a lot of the projects were well-known ones, like, for example, LHC and Einstein at Home. There were some that are uh, not, uh, not very known, such as, uh, or even new ones, such as MLC at Home. And uh, Find Bio uh, was mentioned in there as well. Uh, and we're just waiting on next week where a whole bunch of AI projects are going to come out. So uh, it, it was really, really nice. And there were some great presentations there. Project Atlas says you made a good case for Media on Australia. Yes, I did, and I can actually repitch it to you. Go for it. Uh, let me hold on. Let me just grab the slide back up again. When you're bringing up the slide, I will remind everyone that this workshop is running for two more weeks, uh, both Wednesdays that are coming up. Uh, I don't have the time offhand. Does anyone know what time it is? The projects, the the brief, or wow, the workshop starts on Wednesday. Uh, so it's April 21st and 28th, but let me just jump into boinkworkshop.org to get more information and get that time for you. Uh, 12 noon EDT, um, so that <laughs> everyone's putting time in their own time. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, noon Eastern, 1800 CET, 1600 UTC, uh, Next Wednesday, the 21st, and the following Wednesday, the 28th, they're expected to last three hours long. Uh, next Wednesday's schedule is Tech Talks, and then the following one is Community Discussions and Tutorials. Do you know that Keith is going to be doing a sort of a tutorial on how to set up a Boink project? Uh, so that I, <laughs> I attended that uh, workshop, uh, and I don't know how to code, and I will say you should have a little bit of a software background if you're going there. <laughs> Um, that said, uh, also don't, don't forget 2 a.m. Australian time, (laughs) 2 a.m. Australian time. And that's Australian Eastern standard time. And again, if you want to get more information, see who's talking and when, maybe you can pop in for just like one presentation or or so, uh, go to boinkworkshop.org and click the schedule. Also, how do you join? Is it a, a Zoom thing? I couldn't find a link anywhere or Yeah, it is a Zoom thing and you do have to register. Oh. To get the uh to get the Zoom link. It's not live streamed anywhere else? Uh no, unfortunately. <laughs> that is a shame. Uh anyway, um Delta, your slides <laughs> up to now. Yeah. Oh, hold on, let me fix it. There you go. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's the American version. <laughs> Okay, um, so let me find my pitch for the Boeing Workshop in Australia. Yeah, here we go. All right. <laughs> so I uh, during the Boeing Workshop, I actually pitched for the Boeing Workshop to be hosted in Australia because uh, we've never had a Boeing Workshop in Australia. 
And the virtual ones are only at 2 a.m. Australian time. And I don't think it's very helpful that scientists, if there's any Australian Boink projects, or even just the, um, even just the, all you people who are crunching, who want to come on from Australia and see all this, have to wait for the, uh, wait for the recordings, and that stops you from being able to ask questions and stuff. So, my pitch for why the Boink Workshop should be hosted in Australia is: first of all, we have Bunnings sausage sizzles, which are great. Um, and <laughs> I deliberately put a picture of uh, a workplace health and safety hazard uh, sausage sizzle where the onions are on the top, uh, just so that I can explain that live on uh, <laughs> on the video to a whole bunch of scientists around the world, because why not? I've also pitched that we have very friendly wildlife, and I've got a massive, I've got a big picture of a friggin' massive uh uh buff kangaroo up. there <laughs> yeah uh and i also put a picture of uh the big parks radio telescope out in central new south wales which i visited a couple times and uh that uh that radio telescope was responsible for helping the SETI at home project by collecting some radio signals uh and it is a very big tourist attraction actually <laughs> i like it i like that they're called space ears I've never heard that before, and I'm going to use it now. Yeah, and then I think at the end of the presentation, um, there you go. So at the end of the presentation, I put some more pictures I took from Dubbo. So I've got uh, a lovely picture of the actual paddock that the Parks Radio Telescope is built on. Uh, I've got a picture of uh, Manildra, which is a lovely place which with, with a lovely flour mill and some lovely... Um, places around there i took some pictures from street art from dubbo which is absolutely brilliant uh and we got a railway i think that's close to manildra as well so my i i think my pitch worked so hopefully in the coming years we might see a, a not a virtual boink workshop but a physical boink workshop here in australia Woo! i'll be there uh we got two very important questions here one what is a sausage sizzle and i'll add on to that I didn't get the joke about the onions. Could you explain that? Okay, yeah. So a sausage sizzle is basically you get some sausages, you put them on the barbecue, you take them off, you get one slice of white bread and tuck the sausage into the one slice of white bread. Uh, and then you can chuck whatever you want on it. You can put on barbecue sauce, tomato sauce, uh, onions, anything you want. And that's a sausage sizzle. Okay, okay. <laughs> Second question, did the emu war make an appearance? Unfortunately not. <laughs> ah, well, well, fortunately, really, because you don't want the emus coming back to, to hunt your blood when you're doing a presentation. True. Um, so maintaining all respect for them. And to explain <laughs> the onions, to explain the onions, it's a workplace health and safety hazard to put the onions on top of the sausage because as you eat the sausage sizzle, the onions are likely to slide off more when they're on top versus below. And when the onions slip off, they create a slipping hazard on the ground. And oh my people... god! So, I mean, brilliant, but also why? <laughs> yeah, onions, onions below the sausage, it's safer. Onions below sausage. All right, it's on a sticky note. I shall never forget. <laughs> okay, I got some uh, more information from uh, yes, the point workshop. If you want me to go across, so. I did stay uh, a little bit, so I think I stayed in in the call for I think about an hour or two uh, until I wanted to go to sleep and 
probably do something else. Um, and so uh, one thing that uh, David Anderson uh, actually mentioned, because he had a little uh, pitch at the start, uh, is that there's a lot of uh, business interest in Boink at the moment. So he mentioned that there's a whole bunch of businesses that want to integrate Boink into uh, some of their products. So, for example, there was, I think, a Japanese car or a, 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 yeah, I think there was a Japanese car brand and a Chinese car brand that actually wanted to put, like, a Boink client onto their cars. Now, I think with the Japanese car, the the computational power of it wasn't that great, but it could run some Boink projects. And uh, what they were suggesting is, hey, this is an electric car. So when the electric car is plugged in overnight, it can crunch Boink while it's charging, which I think is a brilliant idea. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And then uh, I think the Chinese uh, car dealer uh, has AI built into their car. So they have a whole bunch of AI uh, chips and GPUs and GPU equivalents in there to crunch all the AI stuff. And they think it will be perfect for an AI-related Boink project because their hardware is solely made to work with AI and they think it'd be a great idea to incorporate Boink onto there so that when the car is idle or when the car is plugged in at night, uh, it could just crunch Boink. Uh, David Anderson also made a mention for the Xiaomi phones, if that's how you pronounce it. They, uh, I think we've talked about them before, Xiaomi however you pronounce it, wants to incorporate Boink by default on as a, as a default app on all of their phones so that just Boink can be running on pretty much all the phones that gets produced by Xiaomi. And uh, David also mentioned Leyline in there, uh, which we've talked about a number of times here on the Boink Radio. What was the context of Leyline? Oh, just uh, 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 literally a um, joining up of, the Boink, uh, of Boink and Leyline. So Leyline's a, uh, a little uh, business and donation model around Boink, and they've reached out to David Anderson and others to create a nice little platform around Boink and reward people with in-game credits, currencies, and items for computing uh, for their computing power. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Those all sound very cool. I hope they come to be. So uh, there was also a presentation by the Science Cloud that we've talked about here before. Uh, it must have been so old that I forgot about it. <laughs> it could be. It might have been in the Gridcoin one that we talked about. It. I don't know. They all blend Maybe. together. I'll just explain it again anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the Science Cloud is run by Rydus here in the uh, Discord server. And uh, it is a little platform that lets you help uh, basically donate computing power to scientists. So the way it works is uh, scientists can come on with their Boink projects and uh, come and list their Boink projects on the Science Cloud. And it's at, uh, if you want to get to it, it's thescience.cloud. Uh, which is a very nice URL. And uh, basically, you can hop on and say, pay maybe $5 every month to help fund a virtual private server to run a whole bunch of projects. And it's a nice way to to do some donations. And uh, they have a whole bunch of pricing for lots of different things. Um, and yeah, uh, hopefully uh, they plan to expand it a bit more and uh, do a whole bunch of stuff with it, uh, maybe even make some badges, or and I hope this is all tax deductible too. <laughs> Sweet. 
We also had some news from Einstein at home from uh, their little presentation. And I think this one's quite interesting. And uh, I really congratulate, um, uh, what was his name? Uh, who was it? Who was it? Bruce Allen. Yeah, Bruce Allen from Einstein at home. He made a very, very well-formed uh, presentation for the Boint Workshop. Lots of animations, lots of, uh, lots of well-explained stuff. And he also mentioned that the uh, Einstein at Home project was responsible for discovering what's called a Black Widow Pulsar. <laughs> so this is an interesting one. So the Black Widow Pulsar is, as we know, a pulsar, which is a rapidly rotating neutron star. Uh, this one was spinning at around 500 times per second. So not 500 times per minute, it's not RPM, it's RPS. So it was spinning 500 times every second. and this pulsar was actually in a binary orbit with another star. And the other star was about, I think he mentioned about, I think 10 or 100 times the size of Jupiter or something like that. And uh, what was happening was the pulsar was emitting such powerful radiation that it was actually vaporizing the outside of the, the star that it was with. And it was creating a massive trail of dust and gas coming off of the star as it rotated in a binary orbit. So, uh, and the reason why they named it a Black Widow star is because usually the spider, the Black Widow, usually eats, uh, the female eats the male after they mate. So, <laughs> lovely name. <laughs> and uh, also, a very interesting thing that was also mentioned by Bruce Allen was that Einstein at Home has actually taken on some volunteers. So, uh, with most Boeing projects, they usually work off of volunteers. Volunteers will come on, program stuff, make systems, maintain systems, do data science, help out with the science, stuff like that. And Einstein Homes actually turn those volunteers into full-time employees. So if you're ever considering going and volunteering with a Boeing project, do it because having the opportunity to volunteer and then have that volunteer work turn into a career is something that everyone would love. Oh, man, it's like Boink is the best resume out there. Whew. Working for these projects, just some uh, projects people, uh, projects we know are looking for people are MLC at Home and Psydoc and probably any project you reach out to saying, I want to help, go do it. Yep, and I made sure in my presentation to also point out to all the scientists, if they... If they have anything to publish, if they have any news, if they have anything, post it somewhere because we will talk about it here. We will get people engaged. And uh, I think one thing that I definitely also want to pick up that was also mentioned by Bruce Allen is that every time someone discovers a pulsar, they actually get a little certificate. And I didn't know that. So now I'm crunching Einstein at home again because <laughs> I want that little certificate. I'm going to put it up in my, um, in my little office <laughs> when I get one. Oh, man, that's fun. Uh, Project Alice was um, here in the chat inspired to, uh, by something about project integration. She mentions that she plays Borderlands 3s. There's an in-game video game for research. She says it was interesting, and she's wondering if there are any uh, other games or platforms that would incorporate distributed computing into the commercial projects. Uh, and, and she's curious about making Boink more ubiquitous and just, like, sort of running in the background. I think she was... Uh, inspired by the talk of the cars like just having it run in the background when you're playing a game or whatnot we've actually talked about this before and it's really interesting idea not easy though yeah it's not that easy especially uh, having to juggle licensing issues and also the fact that people might just not want 
this random stuff just running in the background while they play their games. Um, I know that sometimes it is a good selling point. Uh, like, for example, if you have a space game that depends on um, actual scientific research, you can progress your fleet or your starship by simply researching it. So sometimes it does work, sometimes it doesn't. And I think Leyline is going to be a good project that actually accelerates this. Yeah, definitely, 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 definitely. Uh, she also mentions uh, refrigerators as a great example of an IoT implementation of Boink. I think we actually did a full episode on like the future of Boink or something. I forget what it was called, but it's an old one from like the first season, uh, talking about all the things Boink could get into once we have an IoT and like um, everyone has 5G microchips in their blood from the vaccine. Like it would be. There's just going to be so much processing power in the world. We want more companies like these these car companies to integrate uh, Boink into their processors of the product. Yeah, and interestingly enough, I do remember uh, David Anderson also mentioning that I think a British water heating company wants to put Boink onto their water heaters. Not to heat the water, but just because it's a water heater just sits there idle for a lot of the time. And they have about a Raspberry Pi worth of computing power on it. And they said, hey, well, why don't we like help do some science while the, while the water heater stays idle? Yeah, it's brilliant. And there have been people who uh, have actually made water heaters using Boink. And what I mean by that is that they use the heat from the computers to heat water and produce warm water for their house. So <laughs> you can do it both ways. Yeah, Project Alice has another question here. Has anyone done any money value estimation of the amount of donated processing to Boink? Uh, no, it's been brought up before. I think Sackpop brings that up pretty often. Uh, and it, no one's done it before, but if anyone figures out how to do that, uh, and like how much money has been saved through Boink, do it. Oh man, that would be insanely valuable to just everyone in the network. Hey, you want to do it? Do it. Let me know if you need any help. Let anyone here. I know they'd... Uh, be happy to help out there's plenty of people that uh plenty of people here that also know all the metrics of boink and what they mean and how they can be uh how they can change between different projects because i know that one thing that probably someone uh, who's going to make that metric might look at is actually the floating point power uh floating point operations of the boink network and to do that you need to look at rack and credits and all sorts of stuff and not all projects have the same credit uh, statistics and not all projects have the same rack implementation and all sorts of crazy stuff like that so it's a tough project but if you can do it it'd be nice to have like a little website that constantly ticks over and says yep uh we've donated a million four hundred thousand eight hundred and sixty five dollars and then have that keep ticking up on a little website or even uh i think the per if you say how much money you've saved based on people using Boink versus using a supercomputer, like renting a supercomputer, that yeah. would illustrate that same point, but also show to researchers how much money they'll save by using a Boink project instead of a supercomputer or their, their university's cluster. It also show universities that if they set up their computer lab to run Boink at night and let their professors tap into that network first call, uh, then they'll save money instead of having to set up a special cluster. It's uh, I, I fully encourage you to do it. It is going to be a big project. Uh, have fun. <laughs> yeah, or paying AWS fees. That's another good point there, for sure. 
All right. Anything else to come back uh, to us with? Wow. From the Boink Project? I think that sentence made sense. Not entirely sure. Look, I, I had a lot of cheese. The Boink Workshop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is there any more stuff you want to share from the Boink Workshop? No. Um, just that a lot of projects did get mentioned. Uh, I know that NanoHub uh, got mentioned by David Anderson because uh, it does something that's actually that delivers a product. So a NanoHub actually delivers software tools and also computational resources, which is the NanoHub project, in order to do nanoscience research. And there's going to be a lot more projects that do a whole bunch of stuff like that. And we've got some new AI projects coming up, especially most notably MLC at Home and other ones like uh, Idle AI, I think, and AI Crowd. So hopefully we'll uh, get to see that next week. Woo! Looking forward to watching the videos when they get uploaded. Yeah, I want to see mine. Everyone wants to see what I've done. Yes. <laughs> My brilliant pitch to bring the Boink Workshop to Australia. <laughs> All right. Are there any other thoughts coming from the chat? Uh, Delta, you want to talk about anything else? Uh, no, I've. Uh, that's all the notes that I've taken from the Boink Workshop. Uh, I've got nothing either. Uh, I'll let Alice finish her thought here. Happy Friday indeed. Ah, yes. So fun. All right. Well, that was a great uh, summary of what you caught at the workshop. Guys, if you want to watch these presentations and anything else we didn't cover, keep an eye out for posts on our Twitter or from the Boink Workshop Twitter about where you can watch these videos once they're uploaded. And you are highly encouraged to join next Wednesday, the 21st at noon Eastern. Uh, in order to join, you, you have to register at boinkworkshop.org to get the link. Uh, and you can also join Wednesday the 28th at noon Eastern. Again, you would have to register at boinkworkshop.org and have a good time, meet some folks, make some friends, talk about science, get super nerdy. Otherwise, guys, we'll see you next week here, Friday, 3.30 p.m. Eastern on the Boink Network Discord server. We're talking about all things Boink. And I'll bring some oak next time. Woo! Can't wait.